0: podcast answer man episode number 361 entertaining educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference this is gsbn.tv join the community hi this is leo laporte of this week in tech and you're listening <laughs> you're smart to cliff ravenscraft he is the podcast answer man Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. That's right, my friends. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to this online content creating world, or if you've been creating online content for many years, there's something we can all do to take everything we do in life to the next level. That's right, my friends. And this week I am uh, taking things to the next level by allowing myself to re record episode number 361 of Podcast Answer Man. Um, let me just go ahead and open up real quick and just tell you without complaining, and I hope I don't sound like I'm whining, life has been busy for me over the last couple weeks. Uh, many of you know that I have been uh, preparing, you know, my wife and I are. Uh, we're in the process over the last year of building a brand new house, and a lot of it is very custom work, and and, and a lot of oversight was happening to to oversee the projects to make sure everything was done correctly, and of course, uh, that required a lot of my time and effort and energy to to get those things, uh, you know, making sure things were corrected if they weren't exactly the way they were supposed to be. A lot of distractions, if you will. And then, of course, uh, getting things set up and prepared uh, for closing, you know, my wife and I getting, you know, going out and getting all the things necessary that, that we needed so that they would be ready to be delivered once we move into the home. Uh, and then, of course, there was, you know, promoting and setting up podcasting A to Z for June. And then we get the call almost last minute that we're going to close on our home uh, in the first week of June when we originally had been told that the house wouldn't be completed until June 15th. Obviously, we were very excited to get into the house earlier. And as a result of that, um, uh, we ended up, I I ended up starting the uh, podcasting A to Z course on Monday, June 2nd and we closed on our new home on Wednesday, June 4th, and we have, I've literally been like up at 6 a.m. every morning and been going to bed around uh, around 11 or 12 o'clock in the evening. Sometimes, uh, there's been one or two nights that is up in like up until like two or three in the morning, you know, just trying to get everything done, set up, and, you know, making sure that, uh, there were a couple nights where, I, you know, families all moved over here, and I'm, over there working, over at the old house working, uh, because I'm doing A to Z before I move things over, over the weekend, moving things into the new home, getting, trying to frantically just set up even a temporary office inside of my new space. And uh, that's kind of what I have right now is just a makeshift office and all kinds of things to do. And so as a result of, you know, the whole closing, the moving, the A to Z, and the all of the delivery people and, and service people coming to hook things up and all that stuff. I I've literally been going night and day and and again I hope I don't sound like I'm whining because I know I'm very blessed and uh, these are exciting days and and I and I've been fully soaking it in. But uh, you know one of the things that I I know and and I shared this at the opening of last week is that you know I just really struggled with. You know, some of the monologues that I've done in the opening of the show and and even last week I did a monologue about the monologues and, and all of that good stuff. And, and I know that that stuff happens as a result of my lack of show prep. You know, Podcast Answer Man, I have a certain standard for this show and I typically like that can't live without content. And I, and I want to say I appreciate those of you who have written some emails and said, listen, Cliff, you know, the, what you've shared may not have been life-altering, but it was extremely valuable to me. And so I appreciate that. And I, and I understand that. And, of course, that's the outcome of last week's monologue. But at the same time, I still would prefer putting out podcast episodes of Podcast Answer Man where I've put a significant amount of time, effort, and energy into the content of, you know, in, into the show prep for the content that I will be sharing. So, for example, let me just go real quickly and and tell you some of the content ideas um, that I could talk about, but I need to do a, plenty of research. You know, Edison Research has some new numbers on podcast listening statistics, um, Let's see, Libsyn 4, there's some new things, you know, Libsyn's moved over to the Libsyn 4 system, which is still in beta, and I wanna talk to you about a little bit of those things, and some of the new features, and, and how and why I still use only the basics, and what I'm using. Uh, I've heard about this service called Silencer, at silencer.io, and uh, something about uh, mute spoilers, mute hashtags and phrases. Uh, Something, it's a social media thing, and I've not even had a chance to look into it. Um, You know, I've got all kinds of ideas of, you know, different content that I want to share with you that would require that I kind of, uh, you know, take some time to do my research and prepare an outline, and then systematically walk you through intentional content. And I would prefer, I, I don't mind a little, you know, four or five minute monologue to start off the show I kind of like the little personal approach that I take to the front of my show some people don't like that that's fine with me uh, but but the reality is is I'd love the rest of the show to be filled up with all kinds of wonderful things um, that that I you know I want I want to give you my review and talk about the the apex aural exciter with big bottom that's sitting in a box over there waiting for me to hook up and test and talk about so that I can talk to you about it uh, and and that will be happening. I mean, I can tell you this: the last couple of weeks have not necessarily been uh, the the show. I have not done the show prep or hardly any show prep at all uh, for what I for what I want to share with you guys. But um, I am certainly in the busiest, probably the busiest time of my life that I've experienced. Uh, even when I was doing uh, the the prep for New Media Expo, even when I was doing the podcasting A to Z course, and also doing the podcast Mastermind, um, this week either equals that or may have even actually topped my busiest time of my life ever. So that's kind of why uh, the content isn't necessary. or my content, the content I think is okay, the, the show prep, it's, it's not the content that I desire to provide to you guys. So Ah, that it that's what's going on. So here's the deal. I'm going to attempt to have it so so that at least by this coming Thursday. So for episode number 362, my desire is that I've at least had the dust settle enough in the new house that I've got all the wires and and all the, you know, things set up that I, that for my group coaching calls for A to Z and all the my temporary studio set up for my my gear, um, all of that stuff set up so that on Thursday morning I can wake up and spend at least a minimum of two hours of show prep for episode number three sixty two. And next week I planned, I plan to blow you away with valuable information that will be can't live without. But this week. Not so much. Uh, this week, um, it, it, I could just stop here and say, hey, guys, um, you know, I really, honestly, I should have taken the week off this week. And maybe I should have taken the week off last week and I should have taken two weeks. But at the same time, I love to get behind the microphone and and keep you guys involved in the process of where I am and what's going on in my life. And, and you know, I have another show called Pursuing a Balanced Life, which is designed for that very thing. Uh, But, um, you know, I know many of you have been very eager to kind of uh, follow this progress and the process of me getting into this new space. So, you know, part of me thinks, man, don't get so busy that you leave people out. So, for example, there had been a lot of people asking on social media, hey Cliff, I'd love to see pictures of the new studio and and all this stuff, and of course, it's just a bunch of empty space with boxes. And uh, and a makeshift little area of the space with my desk and a couple monitors set up for me to do the minimum to have the minimum amount of stuff set up so that I can adequately do my podcasting A to Z training and of course. Uh, record some podcasts uh, when I, when necessary. So that's that's kind of what's been going on. And and oh, and by the way, so people had been asking. So I went ahead and took some pictures and I shared it. And so somebody even said, "Say, hey, Cliff, thank you so much. I know that things are super busy and super crazy for you for you right now, but we really appreciate that you've taken the time to create these photos and share them with us." Uh, so that we can celebrate and be a part of this journey with you, and so that's kind of the same thought and the mindset and the mentality that that makes me say, you know what? No, I'm not going to cancel uh, this week's episode of podcast Answer Man. No, I did not have time, and and no, it's not because I've been kind of laid back and kind of taking it easy. It it's been crazy, and uh, but at the same time, it's. It's podcast answer my time. The, the show shall go on. It must go on, and and so I've been forcing that. And you know what? This week's episode, it wasn't a terrible episode. The one that I recorded yesterday morning uh, or yesterday afternoon on Thursday, June twelfth, uh, it w- it wasn't a horrible thing. But it, I didn't really explain what I wanted to explain in the open of the show, and so I'm I wanted to re-record that, and then. Uh, There was something that I recorded at the end of the episode, and I'm like, okay, that was totally useless to pretty much everybody but me and anybody who just wanted to hear my thoughts on just about anything, and so I'm like, you know what, okay, so I have 45 minutes of this. But it really doesn't have a good intro to it, and doesn't have an. It has a very abrupt ending. I was gonna have to re-record the beginning. I was gonna re-record the end, and honestly, I could have probably done a better job going through the meat of what I talked about during that forty-five minutes. And so I decided, ha, delete it. And here I am in this episode. So again, uh, you know, I'm I'm certain that uh, if you're not interested in me just rambling on about stuff. You've already gone, and and you're not here listening to this episode. And you'll be tuning in next week. Uh, so so that that's your last warning. From that point forward, from this point forward, no more warnings. If you're listening to my, it, it's your own darn fault. <laughs> All right. So what am I going to share with you? I, I am going to geek out with you guys and just share with you the things that I have, um, you know, brought over from the old studio. I'm going to share with you. Uh, some of the new stuff that I've purchased for the studio some of the stuff that I've purchased for the house just geeky technology all of that good stuff it's going to be included here as I as I talk through and and I haven't purchased uh, even half of the stuff that that will ultimately end up in this space uh, but but I, w- I wanted to share with you you know just to give you some kind of content for this week I wanted to just share with you some of the things that I've purchased so and, and by the way, part of me was even thinking, I don't know why I have such a prohibitive conscience about my content lately. It's lately, it's been kind of bugging me, but uh, you know, I, one thing I, you know, with this buying this new home and, and stuff like that, it's, for some reason, I get a little bit concerned of like, wow, Cliff's just really showing off. And that is not my intention. It is not my intention to show off. Um, And, and, you know, maybe one or two people have given me that feedback in the past and, and and maybe that's why it weighs heavy on me. But you know, I know a majority of you are not. I, I I get a couple people who post things like, "Dude, I'm super jealous of that," you know, monitor or whatever the case may be, and and uh, and stuff like that. But I, I know a majority of you have been watching the story, have seen how this has unfolded, and you know, are are celebrating with me. And and you know that I'm just over zealous with excitement right now, and 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 that's why I'm sharing a lot of these things. But um. And and also, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very excited because you know the I've worked hard to to get these uh, things that I've done over the years. I've worked my butt off, and it, it I had a I had a guy say to me in a in a Facebook message. He says, "Cliff, I don't know what your problem is. You need to just suck it up and and uh, you know just keep creating content. You need to put a little more you know effort into it. This content's blah blah blah." And and I t- and I understand that I I know I want to do those things, um, but but he the, he wrote me this message as if you know I kind of just sit back and relax and I do nothing and you know what I may have done that, uh, right around the early you know maybe the first week or two of May, uh, but certainly the nat- not the last two weeks and certainly you know the not the week two weeks before that so the last month has has not been has not been relaxing at all. <laughs> Um, but th- th- it was funny because one comment was, you know, some people have a podcast and a, a full time job. And if anybody out there thinks that podcast answer man, this podcast is my full time job, they're absolutely crazy, uh, because this podcast is something that I just do uh, for a couple hours one day a week, and I work usually about ten to twelve hours a day every day of the week. Saturday and Sunday, I had gotten to the place where I'm taking the Saturday and Sunday off. But still, Monday through Friday, I work 10 to 12 hours a day, and I enjoy that work that I do. So I'm I'm not complaining about those 10 to 12 hours. I I get up and I'm eager to do them because I love them, and and it's what I feel called to do with my life. And I'm I'm incredibly blessed by that. So I don't mean to whine, uh, but at the same time, I, I I've worked my butt off to get to where I am, and I'm very happy about the things that I have. and and I don't feel guilty for having them, and I don't feel like I should be guilty for sharing them with you. I just want to share with you what I have because some of you may be looking for for a certain scenario, certain solutions. So let me just share with you some of this gear that I have. First of all, I brought over my two 27-inch IMAX. Uh, I'd always had these two IMAX. One uh, was a replacement for my original one. Uh, Because it needed some service work, and it was going to be gone for five to—I think it's—they said uh, three to five days, three to five business days. My my other computer was going to be gone, and that was at a time when I was creating some video tutorials uh, that ultimately ended up becoming the source material for Podcasting A to Z. And I couldn't be without my computer, so I bought a computer to replace that and. So, I had two 27-inch iMacs once my other one came back, and one was used for, one is used, my newer iMac is used for my main computing, and this other iMac, the older one, had been used for my live streaming computer to send out to Ustream for live show Thursdays. Then, um, I also have uh, a 23-inch HP Uh, widescreen monitor, and I use that as a secondary monitor off of my main computing system, and um, I always have the resolution of that monitor set at 720p, and I do that so that I can record, or share that screen on uh, webinars, for GoToMeeting webinars, and also my group coaching calls that I do on GoToMeeting, uh, GoToWebinar, with my podcasting A to Z students. And it, it's just the appropriate size, and it's also a good size uh, for screen flow to re- record that, that particular size of screen resolution. And that way, when I'm sharing things on YouTube, the, the, the actual screen, even in the default player, is readable because of the sizing and stuff like that. So it's very intentional about having – I'm very intentional about having a secondary monitor and also intentional about the fact that it's always at 720p. Now, I had been using my my old iMac had the ability to do something called Target Display Mode. Now, my new my new iMac, my new 27-inch iMac, and it's not the thin bezel one, the you know, it's not the newest one, but the my new iMac has two. Um, it does have two Thunderbolt uh, slash Mini Display Ports on the back of it. So I send. I have two. Uh, mini-display ports to HDMI converters, and I send the signal from uh, one of those over to my 23-inch HP monitor, and I used to uh, use a cable that is mini-display port to mini-display port, and I would plug one into uh, the mini-display port on the back of my 27-inch monitor, or my new 27-inch, and I would plug it also into the mini-display port of the old 27-inch, and on the old 27-inch monitor or uh, iMac it had something it had this functionality called target display mode and you can do command f2 and instead of displaying the operating system that's running on that iMac it will just it will make your iMac turn itself into an external monitor or just like it's an external monitor so I could actually have three monitors and I would run that every now and then I would have three different uh, screens up and and operate that way. And I know some people are thinking, why would you need that many screens? Well, it, it you know don't knock it till you try it and find lots of uses for it. The problem is, is that was the same computer I used for my live stream. And so it, I never really got to the place where I could make it a part of my routine to have that third monitor. And because I would always on Thursdays have to take that, you know, take it out of target display mode and use the interface for that iMac to to do the things for Ustream so anyway uh, that that's how I th- that's what I had in as far as computers and monitors on my desk previously well I've brought over my my 27 my new 27 inch iMac and my 23 inch just secondary display the HP monitor and I've got that set up on this desk that I'm in front of right now and I do have the old 27 inch iMac, and it's actually on a, it's sitting on two boxes right now, uh, in the middle of the room over there. And it's got a webcam hooked up to it, and it's got a cable that's running to it for audio, and that is there for sending audio out to UStream, and and so it's it's separate, it's 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 over there by itself, and. I'm not going to be using that as a third monitor anymore. And the reason why is because, well, I kind of have a new third monitor. And it's kind of large. It's huge, actually. So let me tell you, I, I've one thing that I've wanted in my studio for a very long time is an HDTV. Uh, it, my old studio, there was no room for it, literally. If any of you had ever been to our studio, in our old home um on Asbury and Hebron uh it it just there's just no way you could fit an HDTV in there unless i mounted it up on the wall i guess i could have done that but even then i i wouldn't have dreamed of doing it because just the heat from my my computer and and my mixer and the equipment in my rack just the heat from those things alone fried me i mean it was so hot so to think about putting an HDTV on the wall that would have just like yeah right. That's not happening. So anyway, um, I, I decided that once I get into the new house, I want an HDTV, uh, for, uh, the for the studio, and I thought you know there are a couple uses that I could do, uh, that that I could make use of, uh, with the with a big screen HDTV. Number one, I could use it to watch TV. Uh, crazy I know right but I could actually be watching TV while I'm doing some things and of course I could do pull that up on my TV on my iMac and do the you know dial into the hopper via that way but it's not the same as controlling it with the regular remote from dish network Um, so anyway I could watch TV another thing that I could do is I could get another PlayStation 3 because my son has one and I could play PlayStation games with him. He and I both love playing Black Ops, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops uh, Two. We have a bunch of other games uh, and and stuff like that. But that's our favorite. We even got Black Ops Ghost, and we still prefer Black Ops Two. Anyway, um, and we play split screen on you know on our older television that we had. And and stuff, but I'm like that would be cool. He could have his full screen, and, and we won't be able to screensheet. I told you this is geeking out. This is all just for studio stuff, but I, I promise you there are some business uses for this television. Uh, so, you know, one is to be able to stay in here, do some you know work, and also be able to watch TV if I if I need to or desire to. Um, there's the PlayStation gaming. Uh, then there's also I could use this. Uh, I could use an HDTV as a prop, if you will, in videos. So for example, I could do videos and on the screen behind me, I could actually be displaying either just uh, a picture, I could display my, you know, just a, a screen with my podcasting A to Z logo behind me. Uh, I could be, I could create a keynote presentation and as I'm going through and standing in front, I could actually be clicking my advanced button on my remote and keynote presentations throwing slides behind me. So, I mean, I, I can think of all kinds of ways that I could use a big HDTV in the background of a video shoot to, to be kind of exciting and, and I kind of really like that idea. And so that was one thing. And then, of course, I do plan on. I have a I have a nice 900 square foot studio space, uh, and a good portion of this is going to be used for tra- live training workshops that I will do here in the studio. Now, um, when I do those uh, workshops, I I will have the ability to present from this HD TV. So if I want to do I to, if I want to share a keynote presentation or if somebody else is going to come and share a pre- keynote presentation, they can do it right from this system. So I knew I wanted an HDTV, and then all of a sudden, it, it you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, I know I, it, I've i heard that I could even send out my, um, my signal. I could put an Apple TV on there, and I could actually mirror my display to it, or I could, I could, you know, I don't have to mirror, I could just use it as an external monitor. I I do recall that, and I have an Apple TV, so why not hook it up there, and that that would be another use for it. Well, something even better than that came along. But one thing that I, I, I questioned, am I going to mount this TV on the wall, or am I gonna get one of those big fancy carts? And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a big fancy cart. I am. I, I, and, and when I say a cart, I'm not talking about one of those TV carts where, you know, remember when you're in middle school and I, I was part of the AV club. And so I would roll a big CRT giant TV uh, that's been strapped down with metal straps and Velcro and everything else. Uh, the VCR has been kind of got this security uh, uh Thing that that adheres to so nobody runs off with their VCRs anyway not one of those TV cards but I'm talking about one of those if you've ever been to a conference where they have uh, an HD TV and it's sitting up on stage and it's either got a single post or maybe two double posts that are holding the TV the the, the screen up. You know, suspending it in the air, and it, and it sits on big, it, it, the base has these big, large caster wheels so that you can roll it around from place to place, and I'm like, okay, I want one of those. So months ago, as I'm, I'm dreaming up what I'm going to buy for the studio, that was one of the things I wanted to buy, and there is a lot of these things out there, but the one that I ended up getting, and uh, it is called a hook, a hook mobile cart and it can carry a television anywhere from 32 inches all the way up to 65 inches. And the company that makes the Telehook mobile cart is At-Deck, uh A-T-D-E-C. Now, um, I paid about $474 for this. I got it on Amazon. I do have an affiliate link. Uh, whether you want to buy it or just look at it you can go to gspn.tv that stands for generally speaking production network gspn.tv slash tv cart okay gspn.tv slash tv cart and you can actually see the cart that i purchased for my uh, studio for this to hold this television by the way putting that thing together should be a two-man job Uh, i actually managed to do it on my own but i probably shouldn't have and uh, the the makers of ibuprofen are are very happy with the fact that I did. Oh, my goodness. So so that's the Telehook mobile cart. Now, what TV did I end up buying? Well, I our family already had a 55-inch LG HD TV uh, that is one of the 3D, passive 3D. It's got the theater 3D. So you can actually bring home any theater glasses from... The, the theater that you go to and, and come home and they work on your on your 3D TV. It's actually a good 3D experience and I'm not a fan of 3D at all. In fact, at the theater, the only time I've ever had a good experience in 3D is The Hobbit when it was done in high frame rate 3D. That was awesome. Uh, but every other 3D movie, I go to them, I enjoy the experience, but I do not enjoy the 3D as much. And oftentimes, I, my family and I, we choose to Uh, go to the non-3D versions of those movies, not to save money, but to actually not be annoyed by the 3D. Uh, But of course, when we go to see an action hero movie like Spider-Man or The Avengers or Captain America, we go and see it in 3D, even though it's not the greatest experience. But man, we have The Avengers in 3D uh, here at home on Blu-ray 3D, and we play that on our, uh, we used to watch it on our uh, 55-inch LG 3D set, And it is awesome. And by the way, it's an LED HDTV, the one that I'm talking about, the 55-inch that we've had for a couple years. And uh, anyway, so I I knew that we've already had a great experience with that television. So I decided to purchase um, the same kind of television, an LG. I knew I wanted the LG brand again. Uh, I knew that I wanted to go ahead and get the LED and um, I didn't care so much for the smart TV uh, but um, when, going into it. But I will tell you, the LG, the, by the way, the model that I bought is the LB7100 or the LB, Linda Boy, LB7100. And uh, you can see this on Amazon, by the way. Uh, it is $1,700 on Amazon at gspn.tv slash lgtv. Again, that's gspn.tv slash lgtv. Uh, but I, and so I ended up getting the 60 inch monitor or the 60 inch size of the same kind of television. Same, th- it's got the 3D, it's LED, it's just five, it's got five more inches diagonally on it. And it is an awesome television. And while I wasn't so crazy with the smart TV aspect, the smart TV apps on the old television that we had I will tell you that I am very pleased with the smart TV functionality that's built into this this new television it's awesome it's awesome the Amazon app is just as good as the PlayStation uh the Amazon app is just as good as the Apple TV um the netflix app is just as good i mean it i mean now the thing is i I think apple tv does a better job with those apps than than just about anything else but it's just as good as i'll tell you what let me put it this way they're just as good as the roku and it has hulu plus amazon and all that stuff and i don't i don't even have this i haven't even hooked up a set top box to this tv yet and it's pretty wild um so yeah i really like it and so I hooked it up to, I put this LG 60-inch TV on top of my uh, uh, tele, what is it called? The tele, The telehook mobile cart, and I raised it up to the top, um, and it is awesome. I thought that I had put it up way too high, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to have somebody come help me lower that, and of course, if I do some presenting, I don't know maybe I won't ever lower it maybe it's just fine exactly the way it is but anyway um, it, it was up pretty high and then I, I I'm like okay well you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I wonder what it would look like if I put that since the monitors up so high I wonder what it' would be like if I rolled it behind my desk and so I did and all of a sudden it's like wait a second I that's that's even well above it's a couple inches higher than my 23 inch uh, HP monitor, and I just rolled it behind that, and so now I'm looking at my 27 inch, and I look to the left, I see the 23 inch monitor, and above that, uh, and still to the left of my my iMac, I see this 60 inch HDTV, and I'm like, ooh, I have another uh, mini DisplayPort to HDMI ca- uh, um, adapter, and I have an HDMI cable. <coughs> so, I hooked it up and sure enough, uh, it is displaying uh, a third display for my computer. Now, I will tell you if you have any desire to do this at all with an HDTV, um, not all resolutions are created equal when it comes to displaying. Uh, it, it's not the clear, you're, you're probably better off if you want a third display, you're probably much better off um, actually getting a computer monitor But this, I mean, this is still pretty darn awesome. Now, uh, if you hook this up, what you want to do is you want to go into your system preferences. I have a Mac, by the way. You go into your system preferences and go into your display settings. And then uh, under the display tab, it's probably going to have best for display. And mine automatically defaulted to 1080p. And I pulled up some... uh, some browsers and stuff like that, and I'm like, man, there's no, I mean, I can see what's going on there, but that does not look good. I would not want to read that. Um, it, it, it wasn't readable, very readable. It, it didn't look good at all. And I, so I tried 720p. I'm like, okay, well, maybe that'll work better. And that really didn't look a whole lot better anyway, either. However, there was an option for 1600 by 900. That didn't do it for me either, but then I tried at the very last the very last one on the list. It says 1360 by 768. And the resolution, or uh, rotate, oh, you can rotate it. Uh, but anyway, the refresh rate is 60 hertz NTSC. And there's this thing that you can do for underscan. And I don't know, I don't understand the under scan. I might look into that a little bit more. But uh, when I changed it to 1360 by 768, scaled down to that, I will tell you, it is very cool. Very, extremely readable. Uh, It's not something that I would want to look at and operate off of as my main computer. I do see it flicker every now and then. Uh, So I'm sure that's the refresh rate or the under scanning or whatever's going on. I I wouldn't want to use it as an active monitor that I'm staring at all the time, but it is perfect for monitoring things. Like, for example, another thing that I have in my studio that I purchased for my studio, and I think I talked about it on Podcast Answer Man in the past, but I, I bought a drop cam. And while I'm waiting for my security system to show up, which has some, uh, you know, some cameras built into it, um, I have a drop cam that is currently sitting on top of a ladder. That looks out the front window of our home, and so I can see the front porch of our home, and I can see our driveway, and I can see the front street out front of the mail guys, mail, the mail person is here, and, uh, and, and so if I'm waiting for a package to arrive. Um, you know, if I it, there's a lot of stuff that's coming that needs signatures and things like that, or if, let's just say one of these service people come, like well, you're going to hear about some of the service people that have come, uh, or deliveries of furniture and stuff. You know, th- sometimes you know I may not hear the doorbell, but I can on this big sixty inch TV I can pull up a web browser and log into my Dropcam and I see an H, or well I see a seven, yeah, a HD seven twenty p video stream of what's going on in the front of my house, which, uh, you know, I would have never noticed otherwise. So um, I love the fact that I can do that on a, and and still have full use of my main computer and my secondary monitor. Um, at the, and today I did my week two group coaching call for podcasting A to Z. And, you know, this resolution's pretty huge. And so I, I'm usually looking, let me, my goodness, I just closed my display preferences. Uh, my main display on my computer, my 27-inch iMac, is at 2560 by 1440. So everything is kind of really tiny, and I've kind of gotten used to seeing things like that. But when I do my A to Z course, you know, I'm going between, you know, bouncing around. All my eyeballs are bouncing all between the two displays and stuff like that. And the text is real tiny when you're you're kind of going back and forth and things. So what I did is today I took the question box where it pops up all the questions people are typing in during my webinars and group coaching calls and I popped the question box up on this big 60-inch and it's like, wow, that is an amazing experience. And that did not bother me to actually read those questions for an hour today off of that monitor. Uh, The text was so big and it wasn't crystal clear, but it was, I mean, you could see the dots in the dots per inch or whatever, uh, you can you can see the pixels, but it, I mean, it's still it was very readable and very enjoyable experience. So, uh, you know, here's the deal: I've rolled it behind my desk; it actually looks like a good fit. And uh, as a result of that, man, it's going to be hard for me to actually even think about unhooking it, even to to you know uh, you know roll it over for a video shoot or to set it up for you know, one of my live workshops. And a part of me thinks, well, maybe in my future, there might be a, another Telehook mobile cart and another LG 60-inch TV that might be on my wish list for the future of this studio. And by the way, I did I bought another 60-inch uh, LG. It's the same television, and it is mounted on the wall in my workout room as well. And I'm very excited about my workout room. And and that I'll talk more about in Pursuing a Balanced Life at pursuingabalancelife.com. Anyway, so, um, yes, makes an awesome third uh, monitor, telehook, uh, LGTG, we've covered all of that. Um, uh, so where else am I going? Okay, so the next thing that, this is just random geek stuff that I'm sharing here with you. Uh, the next thing that I realized, um, I have two internet. I had in my old home. I had two ISPs. I had Cincinnati Bell fiber internet, and I was paying for thirty megs down, five megs up. Well, I had, uh, and I. By the way, I had two ISPs at home at the old home, and I have two ISPs here. So, fiber internet from Cincinnati Bell, thirty down, five up. Well, in the new house, I went ahead and upgraded to fifty down and ten up, and. That is going to be my backup system. Uh, That's going to be my backup Wi Fi or my backup broadband internet connection just in case my Time Warner cable goes out. Also, that network is going to be the primary connection uh, or broadband connection for my family. In fact, it'll be the only connection my family will have the password for. Uh, so, you know, and, and I say that somewhat jokingly uh, because if they have a problem, sometimes they'll say, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and log into dad's office network. He won't care. And of course it starts slowing me down or whatever. However, uh, what what's going on is upstairs, you know, I've got two girls that love net, who are in love with Netflix and I got a son who's always uh, gaming on the PlayStation network and uh, Spotify streaming to my wife and, and all kinds of other stuff's going on. Uh, all their computers are running, doing this and that. Uh, so the family will have their own primary network, which is Cincinnati Bell's fiber internet. And with 50 megabytes down and 10 megabytes up, I mean, they better, I, I don't think they'll ever complain. Uh, a lot of things are gonna get hardwired because I hardwired the house uh, with ethernet and RG6. And um, and of course, I have a friend of mine that's coming over to help me terminate and and set up some switches and and a big rack of of network gear in my network closet. So I'm excited about that coming. But uh, also, um, and and this is something that I just ordered today because uh, Pat Flynn, my good friend Pat, uh, told me about this brand new or about this router that was helping him. He said in his new house that he had a situation where, you know, it, it's a bigger house, so, for, you know, the master bedroom is further away, and and now he can't get his Game of Thrones without it buffering or whatever, and he said he heard some great things about this router that uh, uh, he heard, uh, he's read some great reviews on Amazon about this Netgear Nighthawk AC1900 dual band Wi-Fi gigabyte router. It's the r 7000 In fact, I'm gonna pause right now and I'll I'll get you a uh I'll get you a uh, a link to this. Alrighty, I am back. So I just created it as gspn.tv slash nighthawk. This thing runs $190. Anyway, listen to this. This is uh uh first to market one gigahertz dual core processor. Uh, it has. it says, uh, beam forming plus improves range and performance, high powered amplifiers and antennas to extend your Wi-Fi range, advanced features for lag, free gaming, free automatic backup software for PC. I don't care about that. Machine compatible. Uh, let's see. Time machine compatible for max. Okay. So you can actually hook up a, an H, uh, um, uh external drive to this if you wanted to and use it as your time machine backup. Uh you can manage your home network with Netgear Genie, prioritized bandwidth for streaming videos or music. But anyway, he said there's some great he said some great things about this and uh I've went ahead and purchased that so that I can uh have the family have the best uh experience receiving that that data as possible. So Anyway, looking forward to having them have that. And again, that's gspn.tv slash Nighthawk, all one word, H-A-W-K. Uh, so anyway, that, that's that's what's going on for our Cincinnati Bell fiber internet. Again, 50, 50 down, 10 up. Then I also have Time Warner Cable that's now hooked up here. At the old home, I had 30 down, 3 up. And now, here at the studio in the new house, I and by the oh, you know what? That's the thing I didn't tell you. I have the name of the new studio. Uh, it's actually shouldn't be surprising. Uh, the, the official name of the new studio is the next level studio. So, I'm broadcasting, or actually, I'm recording right now. I'm recording from the next level studio in northern Kentucky. Um, uh, kind of just threw that in there, didn't I? Uh, anyway. So here in the next level studio, I Time Warner cable, I upgraded to 50 megs down and five up. Uh they didn't have the 10 up option. So anyway, uh yeah. So it, it's a very reliable connection. Five mega or five megs per second up is, is really good. And um yeah, and and so I, I I got that connected. Now the thing is though, is when he was hooking things up. I realized that um, if I was if I was wired into uh, the cable modem or the cable router directly, I was able to experience you know the 50 megs. It was I mean it was actually went about 53, 55 megs down, and then I noticed that it was on you know and it was getting the you know it was pushing the 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 limit of the five uh, uh, five megs up as well. Uh, but anyway, what happened was, if I connected via my Airport Extreme, I noticed the the uh, file, the bandwidth, was greatly reduced, even sitting right next to the Airport Extreme. I'm like, what's going on here? Why is it doing this? And so I went in, and I never realized this before, but um, uh, the Airport Extreme, I had it configured as a network so that it would be backwards compatible with all kinds of old wireless standards, so it was actually it, it it's a wireless N router that can be backwards compatible with wireless G and wireless B, and I and it does either two point four gigahertz or five gigahertz, and and so I had a two point four gigahertz with you know that would be backwards compatible to everything, and I didn't realize it, but that's what was slowing things down. And so I went in and I reconfigured it as um, uh, wireless N only, and I changed it to five gigahertz. Uh, and when I did that, oh my gosh, it was just as if I was hardwired in, and significant, major significant difference in the, uh, the actual broadband speeds. And while I'm waiting, now the thing is, is I still prefer hardwired, and uh, this coming Saturday, not t- tomorrow is Saturday, but a week from tomorrow, uh, Adam is gonna come over, a friend of mine, and he's gonna help me wire up everything. And and then we'll have you know wires for pretty much everything. But just in case I need to, uh, and certainly for now, I'm getting super crazy speeds because I'm now using the wireless N standard, which, wow, I wish I would have known that a long time ago. Uh, anyway. So that's what's going on there. Uh, so I already talked about the internet. I talked about um, talked about that. Uh, another thing that I got for the studio here and throughout the house, and these things are ex- super expensive. But um, I could not handle the ball, the light bulbs that the builder put into our home. They refuse. Uh, my my builder is an Energy Star compliant. Home. So they they build homes that <clears throat> are all energy efficient and stuff like that, which I think is great. Um, but they would not do incandescent bulbs. And they had these compact fluorescent bulbs. Now, they have some that are in the light fixtures, and those are, have the little spirally things. And you turn it on, and, you know, they, they light up pretty well, and they warm up pretty quickly, which means that, you know, they go to the full brightness relatively quickly. But we have, a, a, in my entire studio slash office space here, and in lots of rooms in this house, there are can lights everywhere. And they had these, you know, the down lights. Or I think they're called BR30 bulbs. Anyway, these down lights have these compact fluorescents in there. And they have like two stages. There's the top stage that, that turns on. It's really, really, really light. Or it's very uh, dim, I should say, and then it eventually fires up the rest of the coils coming, you know, down through the bulb. And when they've warmed up to full brightness, uh, they, they're they're very bright. But it can take ninety seconds from the time you turn on the light switch until the time you can actually see what you want to do. So when I walked into the walk- workout room, it, it's it's kind of a deflating experience to turn the lights on and then just see this dimly lit room and, and stuff like that. And they have to wait for it to warm up and the same in my office. And well, we have a restroom that, that had that as well. And you'd go, it's just like you're done using the restroom by the time uh, the lights kicked on. And so I didn't like that. Uh, so I, you know, I, I went looking for alternatives and I'd been thinking about this hue lighting system and hue uh, is made by Philips and it is a Wi-Fi wi- uh, lighting system that you can control via your mobile phone app or yeah, I think it's just Apple only on the on the phone. Anyway, um, I can control the, and turn the lights on or off. I can dim any of the lights. I can actually change the colors of the lights uh, to to fit my mood. Um, I can make it warm and, and kind of a a more brownish color uh, for, you know, I can make it the color of a sunset. I can make it, um, you know, the, they have one called the deep sea, which is various colors kind of make you feel like you're underwater. It's pretty cool. Um, but you know, I got that system for the studio, uh, and their led lights, the last, like forever. And they're even, they're even more energy efficient than, more energy efficient than the other bulbs, Uh, they don't heat up, I mean, now, the compact fluorescent bulbs, they didn't heat up as much as an incandescent bulb would, but even those things, when I went to go take them out, uh, you know, without, you know, at first, um, I didn't realize those bulbs got so hot, Um, now, my studio lights have been on here for a couple hours now, and I can tell you right now, I can go up there and touch it, and put my hand on it, and never need to take my hand off, I mean, they run really cool, and uh, really awesome, so, Uh, That's another thing that I did get for my office and some other rooms in the house is the Hue lighting system. Um, In my studio, uh, for my studio, uh, let's just say monitor speakers or my studio sound system, in the old house, in my old studio, I bought this, uh, I think it was Audio Acoustica or something like that. It was probably like a $60 or $70 uh, computer speaker set with a, a heavy subwoofer and it's got these two satellite speakers that you would sit on your desk and you plug it. It's got the one eighth inch plug that, that plugs into your computer monitor and that was my system or that was my um uh I guess studio monitors if you will or that was how I listened to music or whatever. And it was okay. And you know, it 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 did the job in that space, but I knew that I'm going into a much bigger space and I wanted a sound system that would be full and stuff like that. And uh, I decided to get something that I've heard a lot about, and that is the Sonos sound system. Uh, these are Wi-Fi and, uh, uh, speakers, and so uh, it runs on your Wi-Fi network. Or it actually will, you know, you can Ethernet them as well. Uh, and I probably will Ethernet them. Uh, but I can, you can, they make a, a couple different systems. They Every speaker is called a system. Hold on one second. All right, I'm back. I had to cough there. Anyway, or clear my throat anyway. Anyway, um, every system is called, or every speaker is called a system, and it's actually kind of like it's got a, its own little, you know, subwoofer or at least, you know, minimal one on some on the Play 1. Anyway, and it's got your left channel and it's got your right channel, and so it's meant to be a standalone unit that, you know, is you sit in a room, and that's your sound for that room. That's your That's your music device for that room. They make a couple different ones, The first one that I'll tell you about is the Play One, and the Play One is their least expensive one. I think it's one ninety nine per speaker per system, and you know if you had, uh, let's just say, um, you know, a a hallway, or if you wanted to put it into, let's just say, a den, a small den, a library, a small, tiny office, or something like that, I would probably be okay. I would, for me, I think it's more applicable for maybe you know a bathroom. Uh, you know, to listen to music while you're in the shower or whatever. Uh, honestly, I checked out the Play once. I didn't like the the amount of sound, the amount of bass or anything like that. So I chose not to go with that system. The next uh, system that they have is called the Play 3. They don't have a Play 2, but they have a Play 3. And um, it, it's a good-sized system. Uh, the bass and and the you know the deeper sounds uh, actually it's not it's not bad it's not super great but um, just one of these speakers could be good for a kitchen it could be certainly good for a, a smaller office um, it, and and uh, you know you just you know, maybe a a twelve but a twelve foot by twelve foot room uh, would certainly do fine with a with a play three. And I think I even said a kitchen, you know, depending on how large your kitchen is. A Play 3 would be a pretty decent solution. Not going to give you a lot of bass, though. Uh, but it's going to give you at least, at least it's going to sound like it does have some bass to it. Uh, I did end up buying two of those, by the way. Um, and I ended up also buying two of the next ones, and that's called the Play 5. Now, the Play 5, is is it's the biggest one that they have and it does have some pretty decent bass, um, but it still requires that you're, you be in a sufficient, you know, in a, in a room sufficient for it, so like a living room is going to be pretty good for a, a Play 5, um, it, it you know, it, it's certainly going to be enough for, a, you know, a regular size office and stuff like that, and it's going to give you that richer, deeper bass, uh, because it's got a, it's got a decent subwoofer in it, and, uh, so anyway, I got two of those, and the Play 5 has the ability, it has a one eight 1⁄8-inch line 1/8 import. and that means that I could bring audio out of my mixer or actually bring audio out of my mixer into a headphone amp, which I then send into my speaker system, and I can actually make it to where my Sonos actually plays back my, you know, whatever is playing on my computer and whatever else I want to have play through there and all that other stuff. So... Um, and the cool thing is is that it, when you have a Play 5, even though the other computer or other Play systems like the Play 3 do not have line in inputs because it's all Wi-Fi and it's all software routed, you can route the aud- the line in audio from your Play 5, you can route that to other speakers in the house. That is super awesome. I, I'm not gonna go too deep into the Sono system Beyond that, I'll just say this, though. They're extremely expensive. Play 1, I think, is $199. Play 3 is 299 And the Play 5s are uh, 399 I think. $199, dollars I think those are what they are. And in my studio, my studio is a huge space. And I wanted a, kind of a surround sound system uh, experience. You can take two of the systems and create a stereo pair. So for example, I have on my desk to my left, I have a play three. To my right, I have a play three. And I was able to create a stereo pair which one of them is only the left channel of music, one of them is only the right channel of music. And I love that. And now you can only stereo pair two of the same system. So if you only have, if you have one play three and one play one, uh, you cannot do that. They have to be the same system for them to become a stereo pair. Anyway, um but so so my and and then they also have two other systems that I'm going to tell you about and I did buy one of them. I bought a subwoofer. It's extremely expensive. It's $699, but it is out of this world the base that comes from it. Oh, it's it is it is the bomb, literally the bomb. Uh and and so I actually have behind my computer, behind my iMac I have a Sonos Play 5 that brings in the line input and then I can group that with my stereo pair of th- uh, Play 3s, which is on both sides of me, so I have music in front of me with, you know, the, the Play 5's got some decent decent bass, but it's still not enough bass to fill this room. And then I have the two Play 3s in stereo and then I have the Sonos subwoofer, uh, under, you know, over there on, on along one of the walls in my studio here and this place sounds amazing the other d- the other day i was working and i was jamming really loud to the s- the theatrical um the 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 uh, in- instrumental orchestral uh soundtrack to the hobbit the first hobbit movie wow absolutely amazing felt like i was actually there uh beyond awesome the one thing I wanted to be able to do is I wanted to also be able to um, airplay to it. You know, I, I don't like this Sonos app. So um, uh, you, you have you, you have to actually use their app. You can't just open up any application on your phone and say, hey, let's airplay this or send the audio directly from whatever app I'm using directly out to the Sonos system. Instead, you have to be in the Sonos system, and then the Sonos has to actually have integration for that app like Spotify or RDO and all these other things, and you have to actually use their interface to interface with those systems. It works, and it's not nearly as bad as I thought it was when I first started using it that way, but it's not an idea set up. So I did learn that you could actually get an Apple Airport um Uh, Express, and an Apple Airport Express actually is, it's a $99 Wi-Fi router is what it is, and it actually has the ability for you to AirPlay to it, and it has a one-eighth inch line output, uh, output. so that means that I can send a one-eighth inch, uh, I can actually send that out to a, one of the um, Play device, I have a second Play 5 Uh, that I bought for the workout room, and so that is actually going to, uh, I probably will send the Play, the Airport Extreme in there, I'll hook it up, and I will do line into that Play 5, which means then any of my iPads, any of my iMacs, um, any of my iPhones will be able to air display, or air share, gosh, what is it called now, can't even think of it, Um, anyway, AirPlay, I'll be able to airplay right to the Sonos system uh, from the apps and from my phone, and and regardless of whether or not Sonos has an app for it. And then, of course, I'm thinking, okay, what if? Wouldn't it be nice if I would be able to use my HDTV and use it as a surround sound for this big, huge HD TV that's in front of me? And I'm thinking this is going to be no problem at all. You know, I my old, older HD TV that I had had a one eighth inch line output. Well these uh LG 3D TVs that I have, these LG even the older 55-inch one that I have, it does not have a analog output. It only has optical out. So I did <laughs> I did what any geek would do. I went to Amazon and I purchased a I think it was a $10 a, um let's see here, optical to analog audio adapter and that way i can actually take this system and also make that analog and uh geeking out for sure but you know the thing is is this is my this is where i work this is where i live this is where i spend a majority of my time and this is what i've worked hard to 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 build up to and and i am you know it i've i've saved up for all these things and and by the way i do want to tell you uh and, and not that not that it I have to tell anybody, but I, I just gotta say this. Everything, everything paid for by cash. I've I've not borrowed a single penny to to do any of this. None of it's well actually all of it was paid for with the business credit card, but it all will it, it's all paid for with cash that's been saved up. I've been saving for a long time because I knew that I was gonna be moving into this space, and I knew that as soon as I got into this space, I knew I wanted to get some really nice things that uh, I've been dreaming about. And some some of the things that I've listed listed here, these are things that I've been dreaming about, and I am now living those things as a reality in front of me. Um, another thing that uh, I am thinking of, uh, just moving forward, I'm thinking about if you go to uh, nextdesks.com, I think is what it is. Let me just go there. It's nextdesks. But if you do that without plural, if you just do nextdesk.com, it'll take you there. Uh, Anyway, I am thinking about buying a uh, adjustable standing desk. So uh, right now I have an Ikea desk, which has been working great for years, but I'm sitting down all the time. I'm I'm in front of my computer hours after hour after hour after hour after hour after hour hour, all the time sitting at this desk. And guys if you haven't done so just google sitting is killing you and and it has not been good for my health if you guys have ever seen me uh lately I I've, I've put all the weight back that I lost years ago back on and and stuff like that and I'm getting serious about some stuff and if you want to learn more about that uh be be subscribed to pursuing a balanced life at com. because my friends some some big major changes are happening in my life uh it's now that I have my workout room and and that routine is ready to 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 kick into high gear, I'm gonna go ahead and start this music so I can force myself to shut up in uh, three and a half minutes. But uh, my next thing is is I want to get a I want to I think I'm going to replace this IKEA desk with uh, a next desk adjustable desk that I can actually say you know what I'm gonna stand up for the next two or three or four hours. Uh, but I want to be able to have the ability to just press a button and it or lower down and I can actually sit down for an hour or two. Uh, and, and kind of relax as I'm typing up and sitting back and re- maybe sitting back and watching something on my HDTV or, or whatever, or maybe I'm going to go in the workout room. But I, I want the ability to be able to sit at my desk and stand at my desk. And I know one option was that I could just get a standing desk and have a second computer set up and mirror the displays and have an extra set of keyboard and mouse and all that stuff. And that's a very real possibility. But wouldn't it be awesome if my standing desk and my sitting desk were the same desk just with the press of a button and everything that's on my desk, including my multiple monitor setup, goes up with me and comes down with me. And it's all that, all that simple. And um, I saw that they actually have, if you go to the, their site and click on products and then you click on options. No, that's not options, the gallery maybe. Anyway, I'm trying to find it here. If you go to... Oh, it's products and then models. And then uh, they also... If you hit the arrow to the right, you will see that they make custom desks. And that's probably what I'm going to have done. I'm probably going to get a quote on a custom desk that will be created just for myself in this space. And it will also double as my studio live streaming space. I know that I've been dreaming about one corner in my studio... And I was I was dreaming that 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 corner was going to be set up as a TV set and a TV studio, and it very well may in the near in the not too distant future. Uh, but I got to thinking the other day I set up this temporary space for A to Z so I can start working And It's like oh my gosh it's Thursday I gotta set up a live stream video uh, setup, and uh, so I did a live stream with the actual. Uh, office space, which is this square portion of the L-shaped part of my studio slash office, and it's got these three big windows, and you can see the green out, and oh, it was just awesome, and I'm thinking, wow, that makes for a pretty decent uh, live stream setup, and I may actually broadcast from my desk from the, in the future, and uh, so with that being said, I'm going to probably design the layout and the size that I want for this desk and have Next Desk's uh, build me a custom desk, and uh, we'll see. Anyway, I gotta with <laughs> Stephanie. And I need to do our accounting work and find out where we are. I know that we've spent lots of money, and uh, and I know that all the money was there. And we've got a significant buffer. Thankfully, I'm so blessed, and I thank God every single day. But uh, I know that uh, you know we need to be kind of keeping a tab on things here. Anyway, I gotta go. God bless. Helping you take everything. All right, guys. Thanks. I, I will come back next week and I'll try to get that tr- that show prep done. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Until then, take everything you do to the next level. Podcast and some man.